What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Honky Tonk Highway. My name is Kelly Cavallero, one half of Seven Arrow Media. Week three, episode nine. We already made it to the third week, guys. Thank you all for joining us. If you haven't watched some of the past shows, feel free to go back and watch some of them. We've had some awesome guests so far. If you haven't, like, subscribe, follow. All over social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. We are currently live on both Facebook and YouTube. That way everybody can enjoy us. Today's guest, well, we're going to go a little bit different, guys. So far, I've stuck to everybody who's been at events. DJs, event directors, instructors, behind-the-scenes people. We're going to the different avenue of Dance World. When I started this and had the idea to do this show, I wanted to look at all aspects of the line dance world and the dance world in general. And where would we all be if we didn't have a local scene and start local? So today's guest is a good friend of mine who happens to be one of the best local DJs in all of Florida. He DJs at the legendary barn in Sanford. He's got to open up for some artists such as Blake Shelton and Garth Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Larry Carlisle Jr., a.k.a. DJ Larry Swag. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. What's going on? Uh, you know, just uh, living the quarantine life. Right? I think we all are, huh? Not too bad. Yeah, yeah. So um, for those who don't know you about at home, uh, why don't you tell us a little about yourself and uh, how you got started being a DJ? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, so um, DJ Larry Swag is my, my, my DJ name. A lot of people know me as uh, Larry Carlisle Jr. as well. Um, I've been DJing since early 2014, I want to say I came into the scene. No, four. See, not 14. About, about 15 say, well. years ago. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. Uh, yeah, about 15, 16 years ago, um, I came into the scene at a local country nightclub here in Orlando called Jesse Blacks, man. You know, shout out to everybody that knows about the Jesse Black scene. I remember uh, those days. <laughs> yeah, man. And that, that's where I got my start. And uh, I, I worked with some great people. Um, somebody might know uh, my man, Glenn Bocott. Uh, DJ Decade, he's the one that got me into the country nightclub scene back, you know, 15, 16 years ago, and um, it's it's been a ride since, man, and, uh, you know, you see me, I was there for a few years, and that's where I met you, my man. It did, I remember the first time Glenn brought you in, and uh, as his lighting guy, help him assist with the sound, and yeah, the I was teaching guy. the couple's lessons, I'm like, oh, this could be dangerous, and we just had tons and tons of parties up there, the old Jesse Black's. That was oh, yeah. fun days back in the day. Yeah, Jesse Blacks. I did that for a few years. Like I said, I did. The, I started off as a light guy. Like you got, you got to start somewhere, man. You know. And before that, I think I was the guy that grabbed the beer for everybody. You know, bring the, the beer to the booth. Uh, bring the beer to the the instructors. Um, you know, shout out to um, uh, Suzanne Wilson. You know, that's why I met Suzanne Wilson. She's a she's an awesome lady. Uh, that's where I met Trevor. Trevor Thornton, man. We all had our start pretty much at Jesse Blacks. So. Um, from there, I went to another country line dance bar in Orlando or Central Florida. It was called Rodeo. It was a smaller setting. It was still a pretty, pretty big size club for line dancing. A lot of instruction going on there. And then uh, I was there for a few years. And that's after that, I made a, a big decision and I moved over to uh, where I'm at now, the legendary uh, barn in Sanford. Uh, I've been there for just under ten years, man. Ooh. Yeah, right. Ooh, I feel my age. Years. Like no, ten years already, almost. Oh, wow! I didn't think yeah. it was that long, man. Has it been ten years? Oh, man, I can tell you stories that just, just <laughs> blow up your mind from everywhere. I mean, uh, Jesse Blacks. That was that was where I matured very, very quickly. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> if anybody knows Glenn Bocott. Uh, DJ Decade. He, I mean, he's been uh, around since Eight Second Days, uh, Desperados. Yeah. Uh, he he's been he's been doing country line dance since uh, the late '90s, man. He he's everybody knows that guy's name. Yeah. Um, but he 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 brought me into Jesse Black's one day. He said, "Hey, man, I need somebody helping me out with the, the lights." I'm like, "The lights." <laughs> Like, and I, I never DJed before. I never I never even been to a nightclub. I just I moved from New York as a 20 year old kid to, to come down here to, to work. And I worked for Glenn in, in uh, construction. And he's like, hey man, what are you doing the weekends? I'm like, nothing. He goes, you gotta come out with me. You gotta go, you gotta go to this country line dance bar. My like, country line dance? I'm like, what's that? You know, they don't have that where I'm from in upstate New York, uh, Watertown, New York, Syracuse, New York area. 
and uh, he's like, come do the, come do the lights for me. He's like, ah, right, that sounds cool, man. I, I get to meet people and turn lights on and, and play with strobe lights all night. And uh, you know, it started off as that for a while, and then one time he's like, hey, man, I, I gotta go to the bathroom. He, he, play some songs for me. Play some songs. You know what I'm doing? I'm like, okay. <laughs> And, and he he, uh, he told hey play this one play this one play this one so it, it was pretty much you know golden from there and that's how I blossom into what I am now. <laughs> yeah, we all know uh, Glenn's uh, bathroom breaks as he would call them. Oh. He would never he come back in. <laughs> It'd be like your set Saturday night when you uh, get, were flipping back and forth uh, on Facebook, and uh, Glenn's set was uh, long enough for him to go get a thirty minute nap in. <laughs> <laughs> they had to go recharge real quick. Could be right back, you know. Um, uh, so you DJ at the barn in Sanford now. Um, yeah. What's it like having to DJ at a club that has so much line dance influence? Um, you definitely got three of probably some of the best local instructors, and uh, some that actually do go to events as well with uh, Lynn Luciano, Janice Graves, and Trevor Thornton. Um, what's it like having to juggle? three different instructors on three different nights and it, all that. Uh, it was a, a learning curve. Um, when I first came to the barn, uh, like I said, just about 10 years ago, every, every other nightclub I worked at, there was only one main instructor. So like Jesse Black's for me, it was pretty much Suzanne. And then I came, or you came in right towards the end of my appearance at Jesse Black's. Um, but there's always been one instructor. The Rodeo Mondora where I worked at, that was just strictly Suzanne Wilson as well there. Then when I came to the barn, I came into uh, Janice, Lynn and uh, Trevor was not too long after I started, so I was pretty much working with those three the whole time. So let's look at Thursday night with Janice. Um, Friday night was uh, uh, Ms. Bardiva Lynn. I think she's probably watching. Shout out to Lynn. What's up, Lynn? And then uh, Saturdays, it was Janice and Trevor. And they did on Fridays, there's also couples lessons as well. Oh, yeah, couple, yeah, couple lessons. <laughs> for a while. So much to work with. It was, I mean, who, who would not love that as a DJ for line dancing, having that many opportunities to have all these dances shown to people? And, um, and it's hard to keep track of everybody's dances because every, every night there was so many new teachers, and I had two instructors that I have to, to work with. So I'm like, man, this is crazy. And... Um, but no, I mean, I, I was, I'm very fortunate to, to have that opportunity to have so many instructors to work with and such uh, highly influential in the community as well, I guess you'd say. Yeah, how, um, how well do you like it when they all come back from an event and bring out bring back all these new dances and songs? And right? Now you have, like, you just keep your set going, like, yeah, 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 everyone likes these. And then here goes, no, 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 we're going to do these new six new ones now. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I'm like, so like the funny thing is whenever we have the, the events, cause I, I'm very familiar with what's going on outside the nightclub scene. Cause you guys always inform me like, Hey, this is going on. It's like, um, yeah. don't get me wrong if I get the, the names wrong, but, uh, Fitz fun in the sun is, yep. is local. Yep. Uh, I know they changed the one that was in Tampa that had a, that had a specific name. I think it got changed. Was yeah, that it used Fitz? to be the Tampa Bay Cla- uh, line dance classic. Now it's the Florida line dance classic. It's in Orlando as well. Yeah, that's moving yep. around. So when those one, those are like the two major ones in the area. So when I knew those were coming around, um, I knew I was going to get flooded with new stuff. <laughs> would, you guys would usually come to the barn afterwards for yeah, like we'd the go on, we'd go come in on Wednesday usually sometimes and go out yeah, and then Tuesday back in the day. Um, yeah. And you know, you guys would come tell me, and then you know, obviously DJs we have our request list to you know help us remember because sometimes <laughs> I just don't remember songs. And I'll be looking at the list, and I'm like. What are these news? I have no idea what these songs are. And I'm like, this must be some new event. And then Trevor would be like, hey, man, hey, Larry, hey, Larry, hey, see this one? This is one of the new ones, man. Hit this one. I'm like, okay, uh, what, what's the song called? Because you guys put the dance title. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the song. You, you put the dance title down. I was like, I got to learn that too. <laughs> so it, it's a wild thing being a DJ in a nightclub when you deal with a lot of this fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's it like for you bouncing back? Because I know you do a lot of parties, weddings. Oh, yeah. Uh, nightclub stuff. What's it like going from uh, one to the other? Because I know there's lots of times where you'll do a wedding in the afternoon and you'll have oh, right. someone cover for you. And then you, all of a sudden you'll turn around and show up and DJ the barn yeah. all night long. <laughs> so, like, that's that's been a long journey on my end as far as, like, doing outside events. So I've always been a nightclub DJ. I love it. It's, it's my thing. And then throughout the years I've met many people like, hey, would you, you know – DJ our wedding and I'm like uh, yeah it's kind of you know tacky because I'm like I'm a nightclub DJ man it's a whole different scene so I'm like whatever so I used to make fun they're like oh yeah I'm a wedding DJ too and then I, I, I grew accustomed to that kind of lifestyle as well so I do a lot of weddings and I do the nightclub so totally two totally different scenes okay 
Um, but I, I will never ever stop the nightclub. Like it's all you can't even explain how awesome and fun that it's a different atmosphere. Yeah, totally. And, and I just love playing for line dancers because you can DJ for a, a hip hop or a top forty nightclub, which I've had, I've done in the past, and you can do whatever. When you're dealing with, with line dancing, there's so much. Uh, the culture of a line dance club is is crazy fun. Like it's pretty much my second family dealing with the line dancers. Like when I had my kid. They were like, oh, my congratulations, sending me stuff. And, you know, I'm like, holy crap, this is my fam, I guess. Now I got a second fam. I know. You even uh, picked up a couple and gone out and danced a couple now, I see, every time I come up. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've always been a true advocate of actually doing the line dancing. So um, I'll go down a lot sometimes. But my DJ booth sometimes is the pain in the butt to get out on. Yeah, and they. Uh, I, I don't understand it. Like, they covered you in the bar- barn when they did a, some of the remodel and – yeah. Before it used to be on the one side. I remember back in the day. Oh, way back, man. Way back in the day when it was on the other yeah. side, but at least it was open up so you could get in and out of it. But right now out, it's yeah. kind of like locked in this little corner. Yeah, now it's pretty tied back, but it's it's chill. But um, I do love the line dancing. It just tires me out. I'm getting old. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, just so, so how do you think uh, the local scene in uh, Orlando has evolved over the years? I know you from oh, going back to the Jesse play. Black's days. That, that's now. the biggest spectrum I've noticed. So, so like you said, Jesse Black Days, 2000, uh, 2004 is pretty much when I got into that scene. Um, I have a good memory of what we used to do back then. And I would tell you that the line dancing that you would see from 2004 to you know, 2020 is the in a country bar. The, the line dance scene was probably 95% country music and 5%, um, I wouldn't say hip hop, but like top 40. Right. And throughout that 15, 16 year spread, the influence of um, hip hop into line dancing music has been like, it's blossomed like crazy. Right. So um, dealing with that over the years, at first it was, uh, I was having like, not issues with it, the club owners were getting mad at me <laughs> because they would say, this is a country nightclub. I'm like, yeah, but you gotta understand these line dances that these people are doing are so, like, they love them. And yeah. It's not like we're playing like crazy stuff. The top 40 is fine. People know, but I had to do it at a certain point in night. So I had to learn how to blend that together. And over the years, it's, uh, I've crafted a specific style on how to work those in. I, I do have to say from going back and attending there, and I've taught there before, the people at the barn, have, the management and the owners have always been pretty understanding. Oh, yeah. Um, they really don't really give you a set thing that you have to go by with what music you're allowed to play. You're pretty much given free reign. Which much. pretty much gives you a nice, uh, nice it's time because you don't have there. to. No, there's de- there's definitely like they don't. I don't have to sit down. and They say, hey, this is not allowed. This is allowed. Right. Uh, they put it on my judgment and the way I look at it, man. If it's if it's doing a good job on that dance floor, then it stays. Right. Um, and I I always give something a shot, and I always tell them like, hey, if this you know give me these numbers on this one, and if we make it, let's keep I'll keep rolling it through. It's fine as long as there's like a stipulation I have with it, then I'm okay with it. Right. Um, someone just asked Matt Thompson, um, do you count in dances? I know, and I think this is a Central Florida thing. I don't know really anybody in Central Florida that counts in dances anymore that I've seen, um, either at the barn or at Cowboys. Really, um, every right. now and again for some. I know down in South Florida, I know John Lindsay's watching. They still do it at the Roundup. It's big. It's almost like an area thing that I've noticed. It is. Um, I've never been taught as far as Glenn, DJ Boca. He never counted in. Right. Uh, so and, I he had, never, and he had Guyton as his, as his line dance instructor. Yeah. I, <laughs> so Why I don't have to worry about it is the people that dance – where I work are just, they just, they're so good. They don't need to be counted in for the most part. Right. And it's crazy. Um, there's some that I do um, that are just hard for them to hear. Right. And I'll make few points in my tracks. Like uh, there's one, there's a newer one I've been playing for the last couple of years by Roscoe Flats called DJ Tonight. Yeah. And in that one, there's, it's very hard to hear where the counting starts. So I, I always count them in, you know, five, six, seven, eight, and they go with it. But there's like, for the most part, I've never had to worry about counting anybody and no one's really ever asked me. And, um, I, yeah, I hear a lot of, uh, you know, country DJs do a lot of old school ones usually still do. Um, but honestly, I've never been around anywhere that's uh, really done that. Yeah. I, I noticed that, especially when I moved back down to South Florida, that it was, it almost seemed very regional. And I know when I lived up North, uh, some of the clubs up North did it 
Um, and they, I know they do it down here. I've never really heard it that much. Sometimes, like you said, if a song has a hard, hard uh, count in or a quick count yeah. in, um, you do. But that's about just come too quick or right. Yeah. And I see the cool thing is with um, what I've done for some music over the years, um, like Janice or Lynn or Trevor. Like, hey, Larry, this song it counts so quick. It comes in right. like. Um, first beat the, the fourth beat like it's too fast like is there a, a way you can make an intro on this song to have a 16 beat lead in and i'm like uh I'll, yeah i'll figure it out so over the years I've, I've redone songs some people might know my my name from those those songs i redid like um not in boots by luke bryant that one comes in super quick and i actually did uh, a redo a redone intro to count that in with 16 counts um uh, Trevor's uh, wasn't really counting, but his uh, "Drinks That All Night" song I redid for him to help with the counting. Right, I remember um, so that. Well, they know that song. Um, I actually had, I redid it for him, and that's the one that he made uh, that the massive win through the the event with that one. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, John Lindsay just uh, chimed in. What's up, John? Uh, GM over at the uh, Roundup Nightclub here in Davie, Florida says, I have to say in 93 when I started, I refused to, but when I started, it definitely made me better. Nowadays, hardcore oh, dance yeah. peeps definitely um, go if uh, you forget. And yeah, that's true. The hardcore ones, once you get a crowd going, they usually will start it for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's usually true. And like like he said, um, I, I, I know in the countings, I just never had to worry about it. And uh, thank God, because some of the honestly, sometimes when I'm DJing, I get too involved with the song, I'm not paying attention. Um, <laughs> one of the questions I've had come in and goes, how do you balance keeping um, the dancers happy, the party goers happy? And mm. they also ask the management happy, which thankfully enough, uh, you really don't have to worry about keeping your management happy. Yeah. Um, they're pretty lenient. But how do you mix the whole party crowd slash dancers at the barn? Um, it's, it's definitely taken a craft to uh, learn that and they've learned me as a DJ they know how I work the mostly the, the patrons the line dancers um, it, it's always tricky man I mean honestly almost every night can be different um, yeah balancing out they understand like I, I, I have a, a system where I'll play like so many of uh, the I wouldn't say hard style line dances the harder ones that are yeah. more involved with you guys that are more in, where the, the the patrons at the bar they're, they're drinkers man they're not right the most part, I would say mostly average beginner line dancers for the most part. Um, so they're not going to go out there and try the advanced ones. If they're not, they're going to get pushed off the floor for the most part because our bouncers will sweep them out of there anyway. Um, but it, it's a craft. So the later in the night goes, the easier I make the dancing. And I'll throw – so I'll do more harder stuff towards the beginning. Yeah. And then I'll slowly mix in the easier and less hard and then more easier and more – uh, nightclub country is what I would call it when you deal with like the cotton eyes, you know, you know, those, right. those, cause you don't, you don't want to hear that at like 10 o'clock. Oh my God. They would, those line dancers, the, the good ones, like, Larry, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, I, every now and then it might have to throw a bone out there just to get them. But right. when I do, they, they know they're like, Oh, Larry's trying a little bit harder tonight. All right. We got it. <laughs> yeah. You can definitely crap, tell the crap. You can definitely tell the partier nights from the different um, – because I know you deal with a lot. Um, Thursdays are usually your college night up there, and I know you usually have a different crowd. And that's what I, I definitely noticed with being, being up there. You definitely had a different crowd every night almost. Oh, big time. Like you said, uh, it's a particular place, the barn. Thursday nights is our, our younger drinking crowd. We still get uh, our line dancers, our, our good ones. They don't usually stay too late. They do. They're the younger ones that will just do anything anyway. Um, Friday is like – the most enriched culture of line dancing and couple dancing I ever deal with is on a Friday because um, for the most part, Thursday nights, there's no couple dancing whatsoever. Um, it's not that I don't play it. It's just the fact that they do, the young kids just really don't do it in our area anymore. It's kind of sad. I would love to have a lot more couple dancing to be involved, um, like two-step in, West Coast, and some of that fun stuff. Um, Friday nights, I have a pretty decent show out of couple dancing and line dancing. So that, that to me is the toughest night with balancing my dancers because I got to bounce back in between each one because um, with my line dance crew, they're, they're so big right. that they take over the floor. And with couple dancing, if you know how to cut, like couple dance, that's, that's a pretty big widespread area too. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's the biggest issue is the, the, the dance. We have a big dance floor. I can't tell you the square footage offhand, but it's big. 
And yeah, you that's do have a good really size one, especially now that they uh, did they back it up a little bit when they uh, redid it, made it a little bit bigger. Yeah, we we added like another uh, ten foot around the perimeter of every side, and that that, that made yeah. huge. It did, it did make a huge difference. Yeah, and there's still issues with uh, room on the floor. So like, and then Saturday night, Saturday nights is my favorite for the most part because that's when I do with a lot of my really advanced and and good line dancing and old school dances and new school. There's so much of a of a different in the dances I can play. I just, it gives my my spectrum of music I can play as far as line dance music so much wider. I love it. Yeah, Saturday nights usually are the tight side. Tend to notice that you never know what's going to happen. Anything can pretty go. Usually when um, of, of Trevor's teaching in the back room, Janice will be up front and she'll DJ up until a certain point. And then you'll take over and then everyone yep. from the back will come out and uh, will uh, come out and start dancing. Yeah. And that's got to be the second wave is what I call it. Because <laughs> um, the funny thing is, is um, I come in at like 9, 9.30 is usually when I start playing because that's when Janice will get done. And then whenever Trevor has his line dance class, his gets done at like 10. So there's like a yeah. half an hour that his class is still going on. So I can't play that stuff. If no. I do, come out, I don't double play anything. That's like my cardinal rule of life for DJing. Yep. And even if you throw $100, I'm like, nah, I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless so, it comes like really, 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 really later when everyone else has left. That might have hurt it the first time. You know? <laughs> but no, I feel you there. But I would, um, I would have two waves. I would play like um, – I would cater the Janices, and then once uh, Trevor's crew was released, that's when I would just start hitting everybody with all the stuff, yep. and that's when it got bumping yep. as far as the line dance goes. Yeah, I remember. I remember coming up on a couple of the nights where you couldn't even walk in there; you couldn't oh, yeah, even absolutely. move. Like we'd come and dance, and every dance would have hundreds of people on the floor, and you could the hard ones too, right? Even the hard ones, and it would take us just to get off the floor. It would be so hard just to get off the floor to get back out to get a drink that would be to get on the floor. Yeah, right? Or if I did, I would play another song that brought you back and you guys would get mad at me. Right. It would be like, Larry, one song. Give us time to, to, not to yet, drop not a drink. Yet. Keep coming. Let's do another one. <laughs> and you would. You would level notice, it. Like, the funny thing is, with, with that being said, because Trevor is obviously, he has so many dances. Like, holy crap, that I'm not paying attention to that. It's his dance sometimes. Dance. And I'm just playing songs. He's like, Larry, stop. I'm like, what? He goes, that's the third one in a row. I'm like, oh, my bad. You just have so many dances. I can't help it. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the benefits of being uh, good at what you do, Trevor. Sorry. <laughs> I know, right? Like, sorry, you have pretty much 90% of the dances that come through right now. <laughs> right. And then whenever I would see you, I would mess with you. I would say, like, run out of Moonlight and then go straight into Honky Tonk Highway. And you're like, come on. I'm like, yeah, yep. buddy. Yep, and then all of a sudden you'd run them right back into ones being Trevor together and then back yeah, into Trevor yeah. and like we'd be on the floor for an hour and be like, okay, we need a break. And then you'd play Cotton Eye Joe. We're like, thank you. And we'd <laughs> leave the floor for a song for like eight minutes. And like and the way I would say hi to my dancers is that I would play their song and they know that I realized that they're in the club and I'm yep. like, I'll put their tracks. And like, oh, he knows I'm here. I better hurry up and go on the dance floor. Yep, yeah, that's exactly how it is. You never even had to go up and say hi to Larry. He would no. know you. He as soon as you come, I'd play your song. <laughs> right, exactly. The minute he sees you coming, your song's coming up within like two, three songs. So he's yeah. really good at that. Um, and that actually brings into one of the questions I had. Um, is there any apps, technology you like to use to get requests in um, that people don't have to come up and bother you without ha- or and, and really write on the paper? I know for a while there at the barn, y'all did the, the text, the texting thing onto the screen. When yeah, y'all had yeah, the screen yeah. up. Um, that was, that was like the only virtual thing we ever did use. And that was pretty legit. Cause what it was is, uh, we had a, a projector screen on the back of the main dance floor that you would text the number yep. and your, your text would show up on the screen as long as I would let it go up there. We would moderate it. Right. But a lot of people would send their, their, um, the requests through that. And that was like depleting the, the face to face, which sometimes that makes it easier. Cause when the club is like. 900 people deep you're not going to be able to walk up to me and say something it's going to take five minutes and then when i play it you might not even be near the dance floor um right but as far as technology goes that was the only thing that we've ever utilized unless you you know my number then you would just ask <laughs> me like trevor <laughs> cough cough uh, <laughs> but the face-to-face dude i i would never want to cut that ever i love the face-to-face even if it's you know you just coming up to say hi for a second but that's one of my favorite parts about the dj world and, and djing the request list is i get to say hi to people and that's pretty cool to me 
uh, yeah, I definitely like it coming up and getting to hang out with you. It's, it's very, oh, yeah. it's yeah. very relaxing because it's like your own little world back there. Oh, yeah, seriously, it's like a whole different thing. If uh, you know, if I ever give you the nod to come back to the other side, yeah. it's like, what? This is so cool up here, man. It's like it's your own little like VIP section. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty legit. Yeah, now I always you know, every time I bring my cameras in to get video footage of stuff, I always go and leave my cameras up with leave you. Them up I know, there, no on the one is gonna be messing with that bag up there because they won't. You won't let them near them. <laughs> nope, nope. I'm pretty um, good with area. Matt Thompson wants to know what are some of the classics or standards that uh, you like to play that are pretty much you can play pretty much any time. Mm. I bet you might know the one I'm going to say first. Maybe it's the one I always do myself. Do you know what that <laughs> one is? Uh, yeah, it's Walk the Line, isn't it? Yeah, Walk the Line, baby. That's my favorite, man. That's always my go-to. So that will forever be my favorite style line dance. Is just throw out any time because. It's a it's a, it's an advanced dance, I guess, for the most part, because a lot of people have trouble, but everybody knows it, and it's so much fun. And I know you switched up the song you use. Um, yeah, yeah. Usually, so I have always switch it up. I I have about seven or eight tracks that I like to switch out for Walk the Line. Obviously, most of them are Shania. You got you know, uh, <laughs> I feel like a woman's never. That's like ultimate gold yeah, for that. You one. win, you win uh, my love. Yeah. My love. Um, uh, I can't think of the other two. There's a party for two is another good yep. one for Walk the Line. Um, and then about a few years ago, I was like listening to a certain track by a guy named Aaron Watson out of Texas, I believe he's from, and he has a song called Getaway, Getaway. Truck. Yep. That's. It's never going to take over Feel Like a Woman for me, but that is my all-time favorite song to dance to. And it's about 15 BPMs faster than Feel Like a Woman, and it just I just love that speed of that track. But Walk the Line for sure. Um, any kind of tush-push. Uh, Trouble, obviously, is my favorite for a tush-push. Um, and another classic, I mean, classic line dance. Um, Oh man, what would it be? Yeah, I guess that would be probably the two prominent ones that get me going, and I'm like, man, I just want to anytime I want to, and that brings up the energy so much. In it the does. Club. It's it an easy go. Does, yeah. especially when you don't have to. Well, you have to play uh, like Cotton Eye Joe and I know, right? Um, Cripple Creek. I can tell you the ones that one. I don't want to play, but I don't want to make anybody get offended by the Cotton Eye Joe. But like Copperhead Road, I mean, right. Being a country line dance DJ, you, you know the one. Cause so like, it's not a country song, but like you know the the trendy the wobble ones, but yep. uh, keep it shuffle. But as a country line dance DJ, you're dealing with Copperhead Road, uh, Watermelon Crawl, uh, Swamp Thing. I actually enjoy Swamp Thing, but that's a, that's a big banger. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Uh, what's another good one? Uh, Cripple Creek. That's a good. I actually really enjoy that one too. That can play. I can play that anytime. That's a good mid mid peak night. I wouldn't play it too late because you got to be uh, somewhat coherent. To <laughs> yeah, just crossing lines. Yeah, that can yeah. always. Shout out um, to a local local instructor there, Kip Sweeney. That's yeah, uh, his local, dance. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. local in Florida, Orlando area. I've never met Kip Sweeney though. Really? Met people. I've never met him. Nope. Talk to Trevor. I'm pretty sure he can uh, he can set yeah, you up with a face to face on that one. Um, yeah. What else we got? So DJing at the barn in Sanford, you obviously just don't line dance, do line dance stuff. They are very well known for uh, bringing in some amazing artists. Oh, um, yeah, dude. For years, you got the likes of Blake Shelton, Garth Brooks, um, Little Texas. I can only okay. – uh, I got a list, brother. Uh, I can Eric imagine. Uh, what's it like getting to do that? And uh, on the same aspect, what was it like getting to uh, open up for uh, Garth Brooks? Oh man. Okay. So I'm going to start off, I'm going to start off small and I'll, I'll lead up to the Garth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so the, the cool thing about working at the barn in Sanford, we're a pretty decent sized venue. So we can do these big concerts with big names. We can, cause they're, they're pricey to, yeah. to hold these. And you know, we have the capacity to, to, to counteract that and actually work it out. And whenever, um, they get scheduled, it's just an exciting thing. It's something different. Like I don't usually know until about a month or two out what's going to happen, who's coming. And it's, it's great here. And he's like, Hey man, you know, in two months we're you know, Eric church is coming through or, um, Neil McCoy. I mean, old school stuff, right. new school stuff, stuff that I, I, I started DJing through. Uh, we're getting to get a lot of those artists in cause they don't cost, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, $200,000. Um, but to play those events, it's so different. And so much fun. I love playing for line dance music and stuff. But when we do those concert events in there, it's a whole different perspective that I have to give. Because you got to understand when we do those concerts, you know, they, for the most part, sell out. And for the most part, at 7 o'clock when that door opens, we have hundreds of people waiting. Yeah, you do. 
<laughs> they and and they just cover the dance floor. They don't they don't sit around it. They go straight to the stage. Yeah. So no such thing as as line dancing for that beginning. Nope. <laughs> Not so at all. My perspective is just changes, <laughs> and I just play straight hard, fun, country hype music, and then. The artist perspective, I get to meet these cool people. Like, oh my gosh, uh, the crazy. So Garth was insanely <laughs> crazy. There's one more artist that was holy cow. Like I didn't know until the day of what was happening. So I'll bring you back about seven years, I think it was, and we got this. Hey, um, from management, we have a big thing coming up next week. You are not allowed to talk about this. I'm like, are oh, you kidding me? How can you tell me this? I Is this the one they announced on the radio? Yeah. Yeah, I was there for yeah. this. This was awesome. So they're like, you can't say a word. There's a big name artist coming. They're on TV. And I'm like, well, okay, sweet. Heck yeah. But they, they would not tell us. They said we can get sued. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And I was um, – I think it was the day before – they said, oh, he's on a, a TV show that they sing on. I'm like, The Voice, duh. So it's obviously Blake Shelton. I'm like, holy crap, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to DJ for Blake Shelton. So the, the next day, the word spreads. It's a free concert. You know, No one has to pay to get in. And I get yeah. I get venue at like noon, and there's you know 800,000 people outside. Yeah. And I, I, like, I, I uh, got through the gate, and I got to park next to the, the – the concert entrance for the artist, the back, the back uh, area. So they see me, and they're like, a lot of these people don't know who I am, and they're like thinking I'm some massive celebrity. I'm like, oh yeah, man, what? And they're screaming for me, and I'm just like, I'm nowhere near Blake Shelton, but thank you, man. <laughs> and so like the the vibe of those that night was amazing. Like uh, I got them, them, and that's things that I never thought were were ever going to happen and I thought that was going to be the peak of my DJ career was Blake Shell. Okay, you, you want me to go to the next one? Yeah, go ahead. So, I mean, not to knock any other artists that have come through, they're all amazing. They're all top notch and high end, but dude, who can say that they got to play before Garth Brooks and open up for the dude? Like I Yeah. When they told us that, dude, I almost I almost fainted, man. I was like, there's no way. And I didn't when they approached me and said, "Hey, this is happening." Like they didn't tell us the artist. He had to announce it right. on his uh, live studio G, I think it's called. Yeah. And when they finally announced it, and I was like, "Dude, I knew, I knew that's who it was gonna be, man." I'm like, "Holy crap, what do I do, man?" I'm so like, my mind just started thinking of a playlist. Like, what am I gonna play that night? Like, I'm playing for Garth Brooks. I'm like, I feel like I cheated the systems. I'm a DJ, and I'm opening up for a legendary country artist like that. I'm like. This should be a band. Like, how did I get in this position? Like, holy moly. And obviously, like, everybody's hyping it up. And uh, I just – I took every second of that night and just memorized it. And I got to shake the man's hand. And he said, thank you for doing what you're doing. I'm like, I don't know if you're listening to me, but thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the Blake Shelton night. I remember uh, um, our friend uh, Jason Lorenzen, Big Daddy – Big Daddy, babe. What's up, Went Big out. Daddy? You're out there. What's up? He uh, got there like 1 o'clock in the afternoon and waited in line to save us a spot. And yeah. uh, me and Trevor were at a dance event. We actually had the experience, which was in Orlando, Florida at the time. We had a dance event. So as soon as he got off work and we got done to the dance event, we left, brought a friend of ours, uh, Natty Griffiths from uh, England was in town. And we all three of us jumped in, uh, jumped in the truck and uh, came uh-huh. out and was there. And he played. Like, Dude, two and a half hours, bro. Yeah, he played for so long, and he didn't play much of his own music. I know he did a lot of covers, too. He played, he's, like, he's George crazy. Strait, Garth, Brooks, and Dunn. He just partied. Yeah. Like, partied hard for two and a half hours, and it was awesome. It was probably yeah. the best concert I've ever been to, and I've seen Garth twice in arenas, but oh, yeah. seeing Blake at the barn was probably just was, unreal. Okay. That was definitely the, the top performance, I would agree with you for sure. Because um, that was just out of the world, and Garth did amazing. I loved it, um, but Blake, uh, I would put him as a, the top one that I've, I've definitely seen there. Yeah. And so I don't know a lot of people that are uh, in the event industry. They they come to the barn a lot when they're in the area, or we have them there guest teaching. Okay, so they got to understand the DJ booth is on the stage, like it's <laughs> it's right there. So when when these big concerts, like I could literally if I want to be a creeper, put my hand out 
and touch them. And like that's how close. So I had the best Seat spot in the whole building to these type of events. So when that Blake happened and Garth happened, I was like, I'm on top of the there's no topping. Not, yes. not as a professional DJ, but in person, as a person, there's no topping this. Right. Right? So um, I've just been put in such great uh, situations. Uh, what was it like uh, being there the night the floor broke? With Upchurch, because <laughs> the, the crowd so, there, like which... forever going to... Well, yeah, but I know Upchurch put on, came back, put on a heck of a concert. He, yeah, he came back and put be... on a heck of a concert, and he, I knew he was going to sell out there when they announced he was coming because he sells out every bar he goes to pretty much. And what was that? What was the atmosphere in there? Like not, and I don't mean it bad because shout out to Eric. It's different. Eric and the barn guys who uh, I talked to when they, when the floor broke and he did everything impossible to get that bar open right back up as quick as he humanly possibly could. Oh yeah. Shout out to the Vigils too, man. They were yes. they're a big presence in there. That's, that's their, they're the ones that own the, the whole part, the barn in, in general. They're, they're killer, man. Love those people. Yeah. They did it um, what they could to get it back up as running as quick as possible, dude, but that just had to that be insane. Like beyond what the concert was and who it was, like uh, it was, they started jumping up and down is what happened. Right. And you know, the barn, the building of the barn, that's, it's, it's over, you know, I think it's, it's Early old. 1500s? I'm not sure the exact date. It's old. I was say, it's gone through four or five owners as, as, oh, as long as I've known it, back when Miss uh, Miss Lily owned it. Yeah, Miss Libby. Lily, um, yeah. So, I mean, the barn's been a brand and a business since, uh, I believe, 86 or 80, 87, something like that. So, But before that, the barn was actually a vegetable packing plant. So they would bring vegetables through. And uh, there's actually conveyor belts under the floor. And I saw them after the floor got demolished. (laughs) Um, They're still under the floor. So the the concept there that that was really bad, it was a a busy night. It was packed. And the artists had them all jump up and down at one time. That was 800-plus people jumping on a floor. That was was 1,000 years old. Right. And like it was, uh, it's hard to explain exactly what happened, but everybody started sinking. It wasn't like it just fell out; it just started sinking. And um, somebody noticed it, and they shut the show down. And then they cleared the floor, and there was a big two-foot wave in the floor, like this. That was where the joists had broke. And I was like, "Oh my god, the floor is done!" I go, "What's gonna happen?" And then like that's when it hit me. I like I could be done. And obviously every other dancer in Central Florida that comes there was heartbroken because that floor was immaculate. Yeah. And um, fortunately, uh, it was I think it was a three-month turnaround. They rebuilt the floor. Yeah, they did. And they made um, it bigger. They did. And um, I think this is, uh, judging by the name that's come across YouTube, the comments, I think this is Lindy Bowers who comes to the thing. The barn was built in 1861. Ooh, there you go. Thanks so for the facts. You're looking at you're looking at 100-plus years right off the bat if some of that could have been. If they didn't update all the thing, wow, that's crazy. That's that's insanity. Um, I mean, that like wood, the, like it's crazy in there. It's all wood. It's a hundred percent wood. Uh, if you haven't been there, it's I, I want to say it's cedar. I'm not, but it's one hundred percent wood. It's insane. The craftsmanship in that building for being that old. Yeah, I remember when they're putting in the air conditioning system, the new one, and put the smoke ventilators up there. The yes. trouble they were having having to cut into some of the spots, yeah, yeah. to get it to work. If those walls could talk, man, I mean, yeah. it's been through so many, so many artists, so many dances. Like uh, uh, David just said in the comments, everyone went up and then everyone went down. Yeah, no <laughs> one went back up afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> right. The funny thing is to fast forward because we just had him come back about, a, uh, I can't remember, three months ago. And I was nervous when they announced that he was coming back. So I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I was like, you know they're going to try and do it again. Like, I don't care who you are. They're going to try. Right. <laughs> they're going to try to break it again. Yeah. And I, uh, before the artist went on, I had a chance to you know, hang out at before. And I was like, hey, man, I was like, I love what you're doing. Can you can you can you keep it easy on that one song for us? Because I, I kind of want to keep on DJ and line dancing. I don't want to be shut down again. And uh, he just laughed at me. And when they played the song, they just I'm like, oh, and I just closed my eyes for that three minutes, and uh, it, it survived. So I'm like, all right, we're did, good it, forever now because that got put to the test. It it did get put to the test that night. I remember I remember seeing the videos that you posted and oh, some other yeah, people posted. I'm like, Oof. for those vids, I had like thirty thousand views on my vid for the. Oh yeah. Or broke. Yeah, it your was... video got. I remember I was up in Michigan. Um, uh, the night it happened, and Trevor calls me. He goes, "Did you see the video Larry just posted?" I go, "What video?" He goes, "He sent it to me." I go, "Oh no!" 
and he yeah. did it. And I'm like, that's just oh, it's I hard felt to so bad. Or, well, because the barn isn't—it's not on a solid uh, ground foundation. The, the right. barn is actually about three and a half feet above grade. Right. It's all on uh, you know joists, so there's actually a, a, a hollow space below. Yep. A lot of people didn't know that, and now now they did. <laughs> right. Well, I, yeah. I don't know how people don't know that, considering it. Uh, you walk upstairs, yeah, walk upstairs to there. get in the door. Yeah, I'm it's like, just something you just don't think about, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of culture goes through there, man. It's dope. <laughs> so, uh, what kind of advice, tips, tricks would you give to uh, someone that wants to DJ at a local club in the line dance scene at a local country bar? Oh man, I've been through this a lot. Um, you need to know country line dance. If you are a DJ, you're not going to cut it just because you're a DJ. There's so many top 40 EDM or regular DJs that roll through. Mace is cool. You might try. If I try, like, dude, it's not, it's not easy. You need to know your dances. You need to know your line dancers. You need to know what line dancing even is. Because you could play one track and come back with another one, and you could make your floor just go woof. And that is not fun. I've been there. I've done it. That's how I learned. My advice is you need to know your music before you even walk in and ask for a job. You better go scout those places out. You better know your local line dance scene. The best DJs, and I can't say this for myself because I wasn't a line dancer. I just got pushed into it by Glenn Bocott, and he made me learn, is if you're going to be a country line dance DJ, the best ones that are um, to begin with are the line dancers themselves. They know the dances. If You need to know the dances. You can survive by just playing the dances. You don't need to be a mixing DJ. Like I, I do a lot of mixing, and I make sure that's, – that's another thing I want to talk about with, with the, the nightclub. Yeah. Is being a DJ, a mixing DJ like I am, you got to be very careful on how you present the music because you can cut off starting points of a song. Right. Like the countings, like uh, the one gentleman said earlier about a counting. Um, so – I learned that because I did it wrong a long time ago, and people told me, hey, you can't come in on that part of the song because the dance has already started. You need to understand right. start point. Like, okay. So that's how I learned, I learned that many back in, back in Jesse Black days. Glenn would teach me. He's like, you can't do that. Don't do that, man. So you need to understand how the music is built, not musically, but the dance. Right. Where they start. And, yeah, you gotta learn how to spread your dances out. You can't play the same dance in a twenty-minute span. Not not song, but dance. A lot of song or dances go to um, multiple songs. Right. So, like walk the line, you can have up to eight, ten songs. I mean, there's so many. You can play whatever on that one. Um, uh, like some of the ones Trevor does, his are mostly song specific that come through. Um, but there's a lot of old school beginner line dances that can go to any song right like you can crush. mix it up non-country country fast slow yeah. right you need to know that like i can go like i do a lot in the summer at a normal nightclub that's not a line dance bar i can play whatever i'm not dealing with line dancers and it's just whatever but you can't come into a line dance bar and play whatever they will they will put you on a stake and burn you immediately <laughs> trust me those ladies are crazy but <laughs> love you guys they are. Uh, if y'all want to hear out some of the stuff that uh, Larry does, I shared uh, his Saturday night set from this, his country set from this past Saturday night when he went live onto my page and the Seven Era Media page. Um, but also tonight at 8 o'clock, he will be live on his page doing a line, uh, line dance set. Um, 8 to 9.30, I believe that is, right? Yeah, 8 to 9.30. That's crazy because like with what's going on right now with the epidemic and yeah. – uh, or pandemic, my bad, wrong word <laughs> – the pandemic <laughs> and it shut down our industry like boom, instantly and i was like i want to do something it's not that i i, I um wanted to do it for i'm not sure what i'm trying to say i wanted to do something to for everybody right. out there and i knew that i have a big presence in line dance music so i'm like what can i do to help everybody out because the country bars are closed right like everybody there, got, yeah. We all have routines. Like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, in our minds, we're going to go dance. Right, exactly. We're going to go out and go, go have yeah. fun. And So I'm like, what can I do as a DJ to help everybody out and cope with this? I'm like, dude, I have the material. I can do a live stream on my Facebook and just play line dance music. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, I'm still having a great time and I'm still DJing because I can't stop. I need to keep going. 
or else I'll lose my craft. Like it's, it's a weird thing with right. DJing. I got to keep up with the music. I got to keep perfecting my craft over forever. And I'm right, like, because people are still releasing yeah. dances now. So people oh, yeah, are still writing yeah, dances still and doing dances. So you're going to come back and have a whole new playlist. Janice and Lynn are going to hand yeah. you like, you're like, where did these come from? <laughs> yeah. They're going to be all new stuff. No one's stopping on that end. Trust me. There's no. music still being out. So I need to keep playing. And like the first night I did it, I saw a massive, like, everybody's like, this is amazing. And I'm like, I didn't realize this was going to be like this. And everybody <laughs> loves it. And everybody looks forward to it. It's funny because now, because we, we've been doing this for a month now, that right. everybody's um, routined in on my Monday and my Saturday night virtual sets already. Because I do it every Monday and Saturday. Right. And it's just like the nightclub for them. And they're like, they're ready for it. I'm like, this is so awesome. Like, I, I don't want this to end because this, this <laughs> thing I got going on is so cool, but it's going to end. And I'm going to go back to a normal nightclub. And hopefully they remember that I, I made sure they coped with what they could through it. Yeah, yeah, I, I loved it. I tuned in on Saturday for I think all three of the feeds I was on there. Oh yeah, they get shut off. It's it's not fun. <laughs> well, it, it it happens. The whole music licensing thing does. Yeah. Uh, but I tuned in and you had DJ Decade on as a special guest this week. Glenn was on, and y'all were switching back and forth, going from old school stuff to new school. Oh yeah. Back and forth, and it was it was a fun time. Just something different, something just to get to enjoy. And um, I know I was on last Monday during your line dance set, and I I love it every minute because. I'm still a country boy at heart. I love the country music. Oh, yeah. So I, I love, love it. it. Man. I miss I definitely miss coming up to the barn. Um I can't wait till this is end so I can come up and visit everybody. I know. I don't know <laughs> what's my first song gonna be. I'm still thinking, like, what's my first song <laughs> I'm gonna play when I get back to the nightclub? It's gonna be a good one. I'm right. So I can, I can imagine it. what Lynn and Janice are gonna go through. What's gonna be that first teach, guys? What's your first teach? What's yeah, your first teach no, gonna be are. when you come back? what's the first song gonna be played in the bar? What's that first drink you're gonna have? <laughs> oh man like i'm not i'm ready to go back but i'm not because i'm enjoying this this live stream thing and it so like i don't know how much time we have but the live stream thing is it's different for me on the the line dance part because i can get cut off for the music right so i found a a pattern that kind of works for me on not getting cut off is i just don't play the whole song so i do a lot of mixing but i still do the line dance songs but i'll get through like um let's say two choruses and i'll come out of it with another one and it helps from them blocking me from being able to live stream so if you do watch in that's why i do that yeah um john Lindsay says your first song should be tiger tiger i think that's a shout out to the tiger king <laughs> and uh david says you should play the wobble as your first oh, song God. back no, thank you i'll rather do the tiger king he I, i'm gonna go download his whole ep i actually watched a couple of those videos <laughs> um so coming close to the hour um uh, what would you uh since you were my first non-dance event person uh yeah. what would you want to see because i know you've watched a couple of shows what uh what kind of questions what kind of things would you like to see me ask some of the people because um, you get to you get to hang out with a bunch of event people anyway because like john robinson yeah. comes in and teaches brandon zahorsky's been up there junior willis you get yeah, to hang out you've got to see both sides of it yeah, I see a lot of people. Um, sometimes they come and say hi. Sometimes I just I, I realize who they are. Like um, Miss Miss Rachel, I know her by face Rachel now. Rachel McEnany comes up all the time. Yes, and uh, there's an Irish guy. I couldn't tell you his name, but he's always in there. Janice always brings him in to teach. Rob he's from Ireland. Was it? Oh, get was it Gary O'Reilly or Rob Glover? Yeah, that's the word. Gary O'Reilly. Gary O'Reilly was the Irish. Like, I'm to say Rob Glover. I knew Rob's been there. I didn't um, remember. Yeah, Gary has been there. And then the Barnanza, I believe John Robinson, he hits that up. So I haven't met him too often, but he, he probably would know who I am. I see him a lot. He's always up there doing some things with uh, Janice. And uh, I know a lot of the event people, not too much, but I try to know and uh, relate to them as well. When they come in, I try to make them feel like it's, uh, you know, uh, they belong in there. Doing, I do all their dances. When I know a specific dance person's in there, I try to hit their dances. Yeah, you do a really good job at that. I know that. Yeah. Um, I forgot what the question you Oh, I got to ask a question. Okay. Yeah, ask a um, question. I want to I get you involved. Ask a question. Uh, oh, man. This is a tough one. Um, oh, I should have thought about this when I was thinking. Uh, let's say let's, uh, let's, let's go outside the box. Let's ask something that's non, uh, non-related to the event or the nightclub. Who would um, – oh, boy. Okay. What – Let's see how this goes. So that anybody, what would be, um, what kind of drink would you, you name yourself or what, what drink would you be if you would be a, a drink? Oh, that's but a good one. Yeah. What would you be as a drink? Um, a, obviously everybody's probably going to say what they drink themselves. <laughs> well, um, this could be interesting because I got some. Be, what would you be, Kelly? If you were to be a drink, your personality, what kind of drink would you be? <laughs> I'm pretty sure back in the day, everyone would probably say fireball. Nah, that's, what I, I, that's what I used to, that's what we used to shoot all the time. And, um, 
right? Actually, the one I would probably say is um, this is one me and James Pruitt and uh, Trevor used to drink all the time. Chelsea used to make it for us back when she was a bartender there. I can never remember the name. It had uh, Monster oh, no. in it. Um, it would be topped with Monster, but it'd have like Peach Snops, Crown Royal. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Dude. I don't know the name of that one either. Yeah, you remember because really. she used to make them all the time. And uh, I know if James would be watching, he would. Uh, he would oh, he's, probably, he's probably down the street right now. Yeah. Free from me, actually. So like, <laughs> Everyone's commenting on Will Craig. Yeah, fire, exactly. That's why I said Fireball, probably, because that's what we're definitely known for, especially uh, what I shoot all the time. And I, I haven't done mentioned thing. <laughs> Roman's even asking Trevor what's the name of it. JP, I would not be an Apple teeny. <laughs> so, really? Um, I, I, I already pretty I'm much one. know what yours would. You'd probably be a shot of a drone. That or your that, white claw now. Smirnoff ice. Smirnoff ice. Yeah, just ice everybody, you know what just I'm saying? Just ice everybody. Just bring the party, baby. So, um, but thank you so much for coming on. It was a blast getting to talk to you about the DJ scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Always. Thank you for having me, man. I pre- I have so much more to say, so if you ever want part two, let me know. It's good. Oh, absolutely. The next time, but we're going to do part we're two. We're going to do the barn next time. We're going to do part two from the barn next time. We're going to do a live We'll do a live set from the barn. Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. But thank you guys for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed Larry. Like I said, he will be live tonight at 8 o'clock on his page doing a country dance, line dance mix. He's going to throw it down for you guys. Yeah, um, 8 to 9.30, baby. 8 to 9.30. Uh, tomorrow... We're going back across the pond. I got my boy Daniel Trepet coming to you live at 5 right here on the Honky Tonk Highway. We're going to talk what it's like for him being uh, stuck in a house now from being on the road and what him and the boys over there doing with the streamlined stuff. But like I said, follow us, like us, watch all the episodes. And, uh, we will see. Oh, he's got, the, he's got the old swag glasses on. Um, But like us, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, share it, um, and we'll see you tomorrow, guys.